All right, so when I talked about the different guests that we've had, what I'm really proud is the diversity of the types of industries that we've had represented on there. And our next guest, who is extremely data-driven, what I liked about her so much is that she's sought after to do speaking engagements. She's here, obviously. She's done many conferences. She was just recently on a panel, which I think is one of the coolest things, and it's sort of what we're talking about today. Her panel was Impact of AI in the Workplace. I'd like to introduce the head of insurance at AWS, Ardi Gupta. Welcome to The Marketing Report, a podcast created for and by marketing professionals who seek to better understand their consumers and design unique, personalized experiences that stand out in today's market. In each episode, hosts from Verisk Marketing Solutions connect you to industry thought leaders, practitioners, and experts focused on improving B2C experiences through powerful data-driven insights. It's about how we connect with our consumers and where we can partner together to do it better. This is The Marketing Report. That was exciting. Like that was like a behind the scenes, what happens at a podcast. And Doug, you've done 450. This is like my 12th. So we're right on the same level. Artie, thank you for being a guest on The Marketing Report. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You're... And thank you for making me the guinea pig. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of the live. <laughs> You're not a guinea pig. You're being a good sport for doing this live. And we cannot go back on any of this. You know, and now it's like, I'm hey. really happy to be here. <laughs> no. But to be fair, Artie and I have spoken like 75 times over the last three weeks, and we've rehearsed this whole thing. Artie, I'm going to blow off every question that we rehearsed. Perfect. Okay. One of the things that I liked when we were talking about is like, okay, let's talk about a theme. Like, what should this podcast be about? And you said, you know, from, from our discussions, you're like, I think it should be called the, the, the data strategy of innovation, which really fits in with this whole day and what we're trying to accomplish. So when you think of that theme, how does that fit in with what you're currently doing at AWS? So give them an idea of, of like your, your current capabilities right now. Yeah, thank you for the question. So my role at AWS is I lead the insurance business development and go-to-market for the insurance industry, in particular for North America region. And what that really means is I work with both PNC and life insurance companies across North America in driving cloud adoption. So that's one of the components. The other piece is I also work quite extensively with our partners such as Verisk, independent solution vendors, as well as system integrators in really helping kind of positioning the benefits of AWS technology. So when we talk about innovation and business transformation, that's one of the key things that I drive with the line of business leaders and technology executives alike in really helping them understand how to move faster. I mean, today we were listening to all the esteemed guests here on the stage about, you know, how to use data better, how to really move fast, and how to make that uh, agile decision-making, business decision-making. That's one of the key things that I solve, um, leveraging technology in my role with the lens of insurance on top um, because of my background. So, Artie, when you talk about your background, I find it really interesting because you're at AWS now, and you started your career as a data scientist, right? At Progressive. How, how right. like, real quick, you don't have to go through the whole thing. Yeah, how much uh, time do we a, have? Because right, you're 
that we want to talk more about me. We've got that at the end. <laughs> but I thought it was so interesting. Just talk about that career progression to AWS. Yeah, you're taking me down a memory lane, but I'll make it quick. So um, as a math major, I've always been, you know, data analytics has always been kind of close to my heart. So after I completed my master's, I was recruited by Progressive, like you mentioned, as a data scientist. So that was kind of my entry into insurance. And I thought it was a great role because it helped me kind of apply my academic learnings into real world use cases, obviously within the space of insurance. And then from there on, I would say over the next 20 years, both at Progressive and then I actually moved over to Allstate Insurance. I was, I think one of the things I, in hindsight, I'm very happy I did that. I was very intentional about signing up for roles and taking on assignments that really helped me kind of broaden my understanding of the insurance space. So for example, I, you know, I started out as a data scientist. I spent a number of years in the actuarial space. I moved into underwriting. I moved, I had P&L accountability during my days uh, at both companies and then also, you know, innovation and uh, product management. So I think that really grounded me deep into all aspects of insurance. So when Amazon reached out to me, it was an interesting um, role at the beginning when I first started. And they were really looking for somebody that could just dive deep into insurance and really kind of hit the ground running. So I think that diversity of the background that I had really positioned me well. Because again, this role really entails, like I was talking about, not just working with technology executives, but especially the line of business leaders and really understanding, helping them understand how to leverage technology to solve for the pain points. I mean, several of the discussions we had earlier today. So that's been kind of my journey, and it really has helped me kind of lean into that background I had, and then lean more now into technology to help solve for those problems. So, Artie, so you started off at Progressive, Allstate, and obviously AWS, and I had mentioned you are on numerous conferences and speaking engagements, coupled with all the sort of the companies and, and who you consult with, what are some themes that you can pull from that you've identified on how companies are driving data innovation? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll just build upon, I know we've had so many wonderful discussions prior to me here on stage. I'll just like to build upon that. So my specialty is insurance. So insurance in particular, but I would even say financial service organizations at large, right? They're, they tend to be data-rich organizations. And data really is anchor to kind of really drive that transformation that we all talk about at enterprise level and have that meaningful business decision-making with speed, with velocity. So one of the key things that I know I obviously consistently, like that keeps popping up in my conversations is, first is just having access to data, your own data within the organizations, right? And I'm sure you see that too, and I know other speakers were talking about that. So how do you really not just access the data, but really position yourself to kind of gain insights from the data for that better decision making? So that's, that's number one that you know, keeps coming up. The second thing I would say is customer expectations are at an all-time high. And what I mean by that is insurance companies, you know, I think Anand was talking about the experience, like if you're just trying to buy car insurance. I mean, that's such a simple example, but really powerful. So insurance companies, financial services organizations just cannot continue to ignore 
the experience that all of us as customers are having, you know, in the broader landscape. And there are generational differences between the expectations that the customers have. So, for example, my mom, you know, she always just likes to talk to a person or even meet in person. Like, that's her idea of, the, you know, the customer experience she's looking for. My college-going kids, if they ever, you know, like, call them, they think something is wrong. Somebody died. You know, like, they just <laughs> prefer, like, a digital thing. So point being, de depending on who we are talking to, who the audience is, who the customer is, that customer experience needs to be different. And then the last thing on that I would say is the thing, uh, the other trend that I've seen is we need to find new approaches to um, identifying risk. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's talk just again from an insurance world, catastrophic exposure. We all see that the high frequency, these massive events, you know, whether it's the wildfires or the hurricane activity, those are happening much more frequently compared to the historical model. So as much as, you know, we use the historical data to forecast for future, when these models are now not really serving the purpose just because patterns have changed, or during COVID, we couldn't send uh, people to get blood drawn as an example, we got to understand how we are going to leverage our internal data, but enrich it also with the third-party data. Again, you know, I'll, I'll uh, point Verisk as an example. So, and AWS has data exchange. So sources like that, how do you really enrich your data and then go for uh, gaining insights from that? Thanks, Ari. That's a really good point. I just want to maybe go a little deeper on uh, when you talked about the data-rich organizations and how they have all this data, but they're still struggling to leverage those data into insights. Is that sort of why it's a good idea to, to really have a, a great data strategy going into it? Absolutely. I mean, I'll just build upon what I just said that organizations, you know, again, to really gain those insights that we are discussing, you need to have a solid uh, data foundation. I cannot tell you how often it comes up when customers tell me that the major, if they had major blockers, they are blockers in the sense of having really the foundation, the data foundation ready to support the research, support the evolution, you know, the technology brings. So, so that's a great starting point to have the data foundation. The second thing I would say is, you know, the data strategy also entails that Hopefully you have a modern data architecture, and I'm not trying to get technical, but hopefully you have that presumably in the cloud. So you can move fast and you, you can have all the relevant data in one place. Again, not using a buzzword like data lake and those kind of things, but those are real things that you want to have. So you can leverage the data in one central place and being able to actually use the data to drive the business outcomes. So I think these are some of the key things I would say that companies need to think about. And reading, creating that culture of innovation and experimentation, because again, I think we can all keep sitting here and talking about data and how to use it, but the real value is in uh, getting out there and doing it and finding those POCs, the proof of concept, experimenting, learning from it, fine tuning it, and then continue to build upon that. Thanks, Artie. And so I want to pivot a little, and it's come up a lot today. Even Second City brought up AI and machine learning in, in their skit. So what, as in charge of insurance for AWS, so what, what's your point of view on how AI can transform the insurance industry? 
Yeah, I mean, we are seeing um, our customers use that pretty um, extensively, especially in the insurance space as well, as much as insurance has been slow to kind of take that leap into innovation. Uh, but before I get into that, I'm also going to point out, you know, from an Amazon standpoint, what we have been doing. So let me ask you a quick question, Tim. If you are a customer of Amazon, I mm -hmm. hope you are, what's your favorite experience working with Amazon? Well, first of all, Artie, thank you. That's the first time I've ever been asked a question. I feel like you want my opinion. I would love that. I love, and I, you would you you would tell me this is going to happen. So, but I do like the, how the it's easy to take things back for Amazon Prime. For example, I have three daughters. My wife, when one of my daughters is going to a homecoming dance, they'll buy eight dresses, and then they'll have to return seven of those. And then ultimately my wife will forget about it and shove them in the corner. So then I have to bring them to Kohl's to do that. I'm not sure what my answer was. I was just more complaining about that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a great answer. It's really talking about a great customer experience that Amazon has created for you on behalf, on yes. behalf of you. So, so I do want to just take us a kind of moment to talk about that AI machine learning, you know, in the space of Amazon, it's really in the DNA of us as employees, as Amazon, because we've been working on it for 20 years. Because if you think about the e-commerce uh, recommendations that, you know, if you're a customer of Amazon, you're used to that, the, the uh, route picking from the robots in our fulfillment centers is all powered by machine learning. So you can get those packages faster. The Alexa, everybody's you know familiar with that. The speech synthesis, intent recognition, and yeah, the capacity planning and route planning that you're talking about by creating those experiences for our customers. So just makes it easy. So point being, machine learning has been a big part of that for over 20 years. And as we kind of take that, working with our customers in AWS, especially in the insurance space, I think a big focus has been. How do you automate tasks? I think that's been one of the key areas of innovation of applications of AI machine learning. So for example, in the space of underwriting, we want to make sure that we can use the underwriter's kind of knowledge in more of strategic insights rather than just parsing through documents after documents. Because again, insurance tends to be a very paper-driven business. So AI machine learning models can, you know, extract the relevant information, interpret the data, and that really speeds up um, business decision making. This And the same actually use case can apply to claims as well. The other area we are seeing a lot of traction is uh, fraud detection. Because again, you know, humans are, uh, when you have volumes of data, humans struggle with, you know, finding those patterns manually. But machine learning models are known to provide a lot of insights into detecting those fraudulent behaviors and patterns. So those are some of the examples I would say we are seeing our customers jump on in the insur insurance space. And so when you think of strategic planning, when, when you bring all this up, so what are some pitfalls or what should companies be thinking about when they're doing strategic planning? Yeah, for strategic planning... Uh, you know, what I always, uh, when I talk to my customers, first I would say having that mindset of customers first. So that product-centric and customer-first mindset is really important. We've had a lot of discussions today, but it's not about just your own business, but it's about, and it's not just about technology either. It's about even how that technology is going to impact your operations, first of all. 
And then secondly, really uh, working backwards from the customer problems to kind of create that next set of products and next set of those delightful experiences on behalf of your customers. So really anchoring on that is key. I talked about experimentation, so I will kind of reemphasize that, kind of creating that culture of innovation in your organization where you can continue to experiment, learn from it. The second thing I would also say is uh, education in terms of having a clear vision within your organization because, again, it's not just about the senior executive leadership on what they are thinking the vision is, but it's also folks in your organization that are chartered with that agenda of driving forward, and then also your end users. So especially when it comes to the combination of business and technology, because technology is just an enabler in your organization. It's going to help you make decisions faster. So whether it's your users that are the end users that are consuming the output from the technology, or it's the, you know, the users that are developing the technology. I mean, we've talked a lot today about Gen AI example. So you need to make sure that whatever technology you're going to use is also how it's impacting your people in the organization and you have that talent ready. So you need to be able to pivot that talent to make sure they are good with you know, using it and continue to build upon that. And then one last thing, Tim, if I could also add, having a level of technical flexibility. Because again, I think sometimes we all get married to like a single approach or we feel like we are too invested in some kind of thought or process. But having a flexible mindset and being able to, because technology is moving really fast. I mean, just in the last six months, we have seen so many models keep coming out. And it's not going to stop, right? It's going to change. So having that technical um, flexibility in your approach is also, from a strategic planning, will be helpful to keep it nimble and cost effective. Great. So, Artie, for our last, my last question. So I know you're heavy into insurance, but what, what trends do you see that, can be applicable to other industries, not just the insurance space? Yeah, I think knowing your customer, and I know on the panel before, we were uh, kind of laughing about the personalization and how much can you know about the customer. So I think, again, capturing the data on your customer, but the relevant data, and how are you going to use that in the context? And I'll just use a quick example that if somebody is a first-time home buyer versus somebody who's a you know, looking for insurance as a vacation home, very different versus, you know, a first-time home uh, car insurance purchase versus if you're buying car insurance for your children, right? So making it at the time of need is really important, and I think that applies to other industries too. So whatever you're marketing, making it relevant to the, the customer, but also the situation that they're in. I talked about experimentation, so I think having that clear vision on the high level, so like we say at Amazon, being stubborn on the vision, but flexible on the details. So I think how you get there is it should be flexible, but the vision needs to be clear in the organization. And then really leveraging technology to capturing the data, storing the data, are you even using the right data for the right use case? And wherever you can bring automation in your processes, I think that would be the key. So some of those things, again, you know, the data strategy really anchors it all. So I would say those all trends are applicable to other industries too. Great. Thanks, Artie. I tricked you. We do have time for one more because I wanted you to hurry up through there because I want to ask you, what, what do you like best about me? Oh, God. 
Well, maybe we'll do a whole new episode on the Tim and Artie show, but I, I would love for you guys to give Artie a round of applause for a great job and being a great sport on the first ever live marketing report podcast. No, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. And we're going on tour, you and I, for sure. All right. Sounds that's good. it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Marketing Report. This show is brought to you by Verisk Marketing Solutions, an organization created to help CMOs and their partners improve the reach, timing, relevance, and compliance of every consumer engagement. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to The Marketing Report wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the show notes for more information.